This is episode 19 of Extraordinary Women Radio. Welcome to Extraordinary Women Radio. I am your host, Cami Gellner. Women are being called to live with voice, vitality, and vigor. Each month, join me for wisdom-filled interviews with extraordinary women living out loud and making a difference in our world. Their stories will uplift, inspire, and spark your own purpose-driven journey. Hello, my extraordinary women friends. So who loves to watch TED Talks? I certainly do. I am guessing that many of you also love an occasional binge watch of TED Talks, or maybe you get to them on a regular basis. What's not to love? The inspiration, the big ideas, the way a talk can make us think differently, go deeper, take action. So earlier this summer, I had the opportunity to go to the TEDx Mile High event and was inspired by today's guest, Brittany Doris. Brittany's story touched my heart. She tells the story about how simple acts of kindness, taking and making time in our lives for others to hear their stories, to really listen to them, can make the difference in the lives of others. I want you to stop and consider for a moment how many people you come into contact with on a day-to-day basis. How often do you really take the time to see them? to really hear them, to appreciate all that is wonderful about each person you meet. My hope for you today is that perhaps you tune in a bit more to those around you, that you look beneath the surface of outward appearances, first impressions or perceptions, and really connect at a deeper level, to get curious about who they are and what's really going on in their life beyond the surface level conversations we so often find ourselves in, to ask questions, to listen, and perhaps intuit who might need a little bit more love right now in their life. This is what Brittany Doris did, and it made a huge difference in the lives of many. Brittany is a high school English teacher who wrote personalized cards to 130 students following a student's suicide attempt. This story has received worldwide attention and earned her the Aspen Point Hero of Mental Health Award and the Mayor's Young Leader Award in Innovation and Education. She is an advocate for suicide prevention and mental health awareness. I don't want to give away too much of her story because she's going to tell it so much more beautifully than I can. So let's dive in and meet Brittany Doris. Good morning, Brittany. I'm glad we were able to get this interview scheduled before school starts for you. I'm guessing it starts within the next couple of weeks. Good morning. Yeah, it does. We actually go back. The teachers will be back next week, and then our students come back on the following Monday. And so we're just in those final days getting ready before everyone comes back, and we're in full swing. And I bet it's a big job getting everything ready and set up for the students to be back in school that we don't ever even see as, as parents. You know, it's wild because everybody thinks that teachers have the best life ever because we have summer vacations, but we really do spend a lot of the summer getting ready for the next school year and preparing for new classes that we're going to teach and just every, all the little things that people don't even think about. And so I've been in quite a bit this summer and I don't think there's been one day that I've been into school where I haven't seen another coworker in the middle of June or the middle of July. And so we really don't take <laughs> right, right. And I, I so appreciate all that teachers bring into our world. So thank you for everything that you do. Oh, of course. So your TEDx Mile High Talk touched my heart. 
Let's start with the story that you shared there. Yeah, so for the TEDx Mile High Talk, I started by taking the audience through my experience as a teacher. And one of the first moments that really had an impact on my teaching career was actually my first year of teaching when I found out in April that one of my students had committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And that took me by surprise. This was a student who every single morning would come into my class and he came in early because he wanted to talk and he was always willing to share his poetry or his writing with the class and always smiling and bubbly and friendly. And so when I got the news, it was pretty devastating, especially as a first year teacher. And the hard thing about that kind of situation is nobody ever teaches you in teaching school or college or whatever program it is that you do. Nobody teaches you how to deal with those situations. Right, right. And did you question as, as, as you got this news, how did I miss the signs or did that, did that come across for you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, this, this student was, was always smiling, always happy, always friendly. And so I definitely wondered what was going on that I didn't know. Was there something that I missed? I was thinking back to specific days and, and maybe he was actually upset and I just didn't notice, but he seemed so happy. And so there was definitely a lot of questioning and wondering what I as a teacher could have done to stop it or could have done to make a difference. And, and it's definitely something that went through my mind more than once that how could I have missed the signs? What could I have done? Right, right. So where did you take that once? I mean, where did this take you? So after I lost him, I was more observant, just trying to make sure that if there were signs with any of my students that I would notice them. And so I was really attentive to how students were behaving in my class, how they were behaving around their friends, whether or not they were acting differently. And there was a pivotal moment in my third year of teaching. So just not too long later that I realized that watching for signs just isn't enough. Okay. And that, that moment was at a parent-teacher conference, which kind of sparked everything for me, where a parent came up to me, and her daughter had been absent. She told me that her, her daughter, my student, was actually in a mental health hospital. And again, it was one of those moments where I, I didn't know what to think. This girl is beautiful. She's friendly. She's involved in the school. She's so kind, and she did so well in school to the point where even if she had to miss one day for a doctor's appointment, she would send me an email and say, hey, Miss Ferris, I'm going to be out. I've got an appointment. Can you tell me what we're doing so that I can make sure I've got that made up by the time I get back? And so when she was absent for an extended period of time with no word, I didn't know if the family had taken a vacation. And then her mom had explained to me that her daughter had not only attempted to commit suicide, but was actually in the process when the police got a report saying that she might be in the process of harming herself because she had left goodbye letters and she had deleted social media accounts. And thank goodness, because that report, the police were able to break in and stop her and bring her to the hospital where she was st still two weeks later trying to go through that recovery process and getting the help that she needed. So friends, it sounds like perhaps friends or someone recognized some signs that happened that day that, that took that important action at that point. I think so. And the crazy part, her mom didn't even know who made the report. And so I would imagine it's somebody who knew something was going on or noticed that the social media accounts disappeared. Maybe my student had said something along the lines and someone picked up on it, but 
either way, when her mom was sitting across from me at the table, she told me that if it wasn't for that report, her daughter wouldn't be alive. And it really made me realize in that moment that it was so important that that one person said something because had they not, I would have lost another student, two students in three years to to suicide. Right. Right. Um, so what, where did you, where did you do with that? What, what did that prompt you to step into doing? Well, I realized in that moment that something had to be done. I, I just felt helpless. I Mm -hmm. realized that I had been through this situation before and I was so conscious about looking for these signs. And again, I had another student and there were no signs. And so I asked her mom at the parent teacher conference, if I could at least write my student a letter And in the letter, I just wanted to tell her that she really does make a difference in the class. And I told her that she's got a bright smile and she brightens the lives of everybody around her. I told her that the reason why I kept so many of her projects was because she was a perfectionist and she always did such a good job. And so I wanted other people to be able to see how good of a job she did. And it served as a good example for future students. Like this is what you can do. And this is an example of work well done. But besides that, she was somebody who always jumped in and helped people and would even put her own homework aside to help somebody else. And so I told her all of this, these things in the card and just told her that, that I missed her, that the class wasn't the same without her and that we couldn't wait to have her back. Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And how was that received? Not like I would have expected. Um, I thought that when she got the card or the letter, it would make her feel more welcome coming back because I know she was really struggling with how do I return when people know I've been gone and I don't want people to know where I was. Mm-hmm. And her mom told me that when she got the card that she cried. Right. And it was, it was tears because she didn't think that anybody would miss her when she was gone. And so I think the shock of the love and the support that she received, not just from me, but from her friends and her close support system too. I think that she was just taken back because she didn't realize that she really made a difference, that people cared about her and that people loved her. And that if she had taken her own life, that, I mean, this world wouldn't be the same because she really does make a difference. And I think that that just really hit her that people do care. Right. Right. And, and so that, that warmth, that caring, that love, that, that you reached out with and that others reached out with helped her see her own self-worth? I think so. I think that part of it was that realization that she thought that if she was gone, it wouldn't make a difference. And then receiving these, these notes and the love and the support, she realized, wow, I, I do actually make a difference and people do notice. Right. And so you decided to do this wonderful, beautiful thing from this space. Yeah, I, uh, I decided that with this student, again, who I thought was really well liked by her peers and very intelligent, she's somebody who came off as having everything all put together. And I, I realized that if she was somebody who was struggling with suicidal thoughts, I don't know how many other students I interact with on a daily basis who are dealing with those same struggles. And I can't see it because I'd missed it with my first student. I had missed it with her. And I teach 130 students a year, if not more. And so I realized that something has to be done so that every single kid knows their worth. And so that's where I decided to write cards 
to every one of my students, not just to my one student who is in the hospital. And so I did spend the next two months from the parent-teacher conference in March to the end of the school year in May, and I did write cards to every single one of my students to let them know why they made a difference in my class, why they're special, a good memory I have about them, something I noticed about them that really made them stand out to me, but just something to let them know that they make a difference and that somebody has noticed. Mm, it just gives me goosebumps as you tell that story because it's it's so important that you took the time, you took the action, you saw that there was a need for this, and then you really made this happen. Um, talk about a ripple effect, right? So talk a little bit about what the ripple effect of these letters was was like. As how has that changed the relationships with your students? How did how did they receive that? What was that experience like as they started to receive these these gifts from you? I mean, just the difference with my students was phenomenal. They they were so compassionate, and it was so sweet to see how they how excited they got because a lot of these students haven't ever gotten a note like this from a teacher, let alone from anybody, because cards and letters are something that I don't think people do as much anymore. Right. And so to be able to get one, I had students jumping out of their seat and holding the card up in their hand and saying, I'm going to keep this forever. I had students, one of my classes, actually, the whole class got up and came to the front of the room and gave me a hug. It was a big group class hug. (laughs) And It's really cool to hear how even two years after I wrote that first set of cards, I still have students stop by my classroom who are now going off to college and they stop by and they say, I still have the card. And, or yesterday a student stopped by, I was just in during the summer getting some work done. And he said, you know, I I hung up the card you wrote me in my bedroom and I see it every single day, but it's really cool to see the impact that it still has on those kids. Even several years later. Yeah, even several years later, and another student told me that she actually framed it, and it's been framed in her bedroom for the past two years, mm. but it's, it's neat that they they say that they still read it, and they still look at it, and when they're having a, a hard day, they'll look back at it, and it just makes them feel a little bit better, even in rough moments that, again, I am not their teacher anymore, so I don't see them every day, but the fact that this one card that I wrote still has that impact on on these kids in, in a variety of ways. It's amazing. Right. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about how you um, presented the cards to the students. Just paint that picture for us. So the, the funny thing about high school is it's a big high school and students talk a lot. Mm -hmm. And so the first students that I gave the cards to, it was final exams week And the way that we do that, we spread it out over the course of four days. So you have two final exams every single day. And so the way I started doing it was on the first couple of days, the students took their final exam. And then the last five minutes of class before the bell rang, which was either their summer vacation or the last time I would see them because that was the final that they took for my class. Mm -hmm. I took the last five minutes and I told them that I wanted to thank them for an awesome year. And every single class has their own personality to them. Mm -hmm. And so as a class, I would address that. I would address what made that class in particular unique or a memory that we had in in the class as a whole. And then I told them that I I took the time to write them all cards because I want them to know that they all matter to me. And that when they go on summer vacation, I want them to know that I'm still thinking about them and that I'll still be wondering how their dance recital is going or how their band performances or their band practices are going. 
And so I told them, I just want you to know that I'm still thinking about you, that you've made a difference and that I'm lucky to have been your teacher. And by the end of that week, the students actually already knew it was coming because the students from Tuesday and Wednesday told the students that I have Thursday and Friday, oh, by the way, you're going to get cards. And so a really funny story was actually Thursday morning when a student from one of my Friday finals came in and she said, can I just give you a hug? And I said, okay. And so I gave her a hug and she said, I just wanted to thank you for writing cards to all of us. And I said, you haven't even gotten your card yet. And she said, I know, but people are posting pictures on Snapchat. And I think that's so sweet. <laughs> and so by the end, they already knew that it was coming, but I think it was still just as special and they, they clearly appreciated it. Oh, absolutely. And it's, I mean, it was going viral, right? It's like, you've got people posting it on and just, and the, 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 you know, I, I'm all, oh, and I've mentioned this already, the ripple effect of what happens when you start to, um, work with, share with one student why they're special and how that improved their day. And they went and they shared with their friends. And, you know, so that ripple effect that just kept happening all week long and continues to happen. I mean, that's the beauty of this is that it continues to happen much beyond that, that final week of finals and how it can just, it can shape whole lives by just stopping and making these these very dear moments of acknowledging what's special about the people in our lives. Well, and I think the great part is that when people can feel how great it is to receive something like that, I think in turn, they feel inspired to do something like that for somebody else. And so you talked about the ripple effect and I have seen how not only did my Facebook post go viral and to this day, I still get messages from people all over the world who say that now they do this for their students, or I had people who aren't teachers, two different people wrote, or I guess I should say created, they handcrafted over 100 personalized cards and sent them to me in the mail so that I could continue giving them out to my students every single year at the end of the school year. Mm. And so it's been really cool to see how every single person kind of reacts to this and wants to help in their own way, even if they're not a teacher, even if they're not a student, I had another woman who she said that she was 94 years old and she was a former teacher, but had been retired for a long time. And she said that just hearing about my story made her want to reach out to the people in her life who impact her every day. And so I still have the letter that she sent me in the mail from Florida and it has hearts all over the envelope that she had drawn. Mm -hmm. And she just said that that's what she was going to do was that she was going to handwrite letters to the people who impacted her and so everybody really has taken this story and made it their own in their own way. And even the end of this past school year, because I wrote the card, the initial cards two years ago, and then wrote a new set of cards at the end of this year. But I saw how even people within my school, other teachers found their own way to do something similar that was fitting for them. So for example, one of the teachers in my department wrote birthday cards to all of her students throughout the year so that she didn't have to do them all at the end of the school year. But mm -hmm. she decided to write every single student a birthday card and in that birthday card saying happy birthday and something that makes them great and special. And then another teacher on the last days of school this year for final exams, she left a stack of construction paper and lined notebook paper at the front of the room and told the students that when they were done with their final exam, 
if they had extra time and if they decided that they wanted to write a note to somebody who impacted them or helped them get through the school year, that that paper was available at the front of the room. So it's really cool to see how, like I said, other people have taken it and made it their own and right. are now continuing to spread this kindness and spreading the, the positivity, which I just think is, is really, really rewarding to see how it's, it's gone viral and changed so many lives in that way. Right. Oh, that's great. That's so good. And it's, um, it's interesting. I was just, do, I did a podcast a few weeks ago with a woman who, whose son had passed and um, she has these little cards that it's, it's a pay it forward card that she hands out anytime she's speaking or out and about. And it's, it's about how do you pay forward kindness in some way or another. And so when we all have this ability to be able to make an impact what, what, what advice would you give our listeners on, I mean, uh, some people, you know, writing 130 level letters may not be their thing, but what advice would you give them on how other people can make uh, an impact? I think that besides writing letters, even just noticing the things that people do well. Mm -hmm. So noticing somebody's strength as opposed to their weakness or saying you did this really well, instead of saying you need to fix this, you should do this. I think that people can really benefit from hearing those kind words and not just from friends, not just from family members, but complete strangers. Mm -hmm. So instead of going to the grocery store and getting angry because you have a new cashier and they're slower than everybody else usually is, saying something positive or encouraging, I think really has a lasting impact. And like I learned, you don't always know who's struggling and you don't always know who could benefit from those positive words the most. So even just verbally giving people positive affirmation is something that everybody can do. It takes one minute, but it makes a huge difference. Right. And sometimes it doesn't even take a minute. Sometimes it's barely a second. And it's like, right. you think about how many people we come into contact with on a day-to-day -day basis. If we were just to slow down one little bit and acknowledge and go and, and be more aware of that person as a person versus um, putting our own, our own projections onto that person that we're meeting or we're seeing and being curious about who they are and what, you know, what, what is it about them that's special? It puts us into a different energy and it certainly delivers a beautiful gift. Well, and that's what I said in my TEDx talk also is that with my situation as a teacher, my students are not robots. And taking the time to acknowledge that every single person is a human being, whether they're your clients, you're, they're your patients, they're your students, or like we said, they're people that you run into on the street. Everybody has a story and everybody has something that makes them unique. And that's the great thing about humans is that we are all different. But taking that time to get to know somebody for who they are on a deep level, not just surface level, but actually getting to know somebody and listening and caring it's amazing what you learn about people that you never would have expected when you take the time to get to know them and notice them for who they truly are. Mm, I love that. It's, it's, I so believe in making meaningful connections and to get out of the surface stuff that we so often stay in and mm -hmm. just get to know somebody at a heart level, um, get to know somebody at a different level that, so that there is a, a true, true connection. It's yeah, such definitely. a, you know, it's why not do that in our life? It enriches our lives. So tell me, how has this impacted your life? This, this whole journey, writing these letters, um, how are you different 
tell us a little bit about that. I've tried for the past two years to put words to how this has changed my life. And then <laughs> at the end of this last school year, a guy who is formerly my student teacher, he worked with us while he was going through college and was doing a, an observation hour. And he worked with me in my classroom. And he did the same thing for his students as a first year teacher this past May. And he sent me a message and he said, you know, when I started writing these cards, I thought maybe this was crazy. I saw Brittany do it, but maybe this is more work than I thought. And he was like, but as I continued doing it, he said it genuinely changed my life because I feel happier. And when I read that, I was like, that's what I've been trying to put into words for the past two years. And it's something <laughs> so simple, mm -hmm. but I couldn't, I couldn't put the words to this feeling that when I was pointing out the positives in my students, and I was noticing the positives in my students. And I was surrounded by good all the time because I would see people in the street and I would be more understanding about their situation. Or like I said, the slow cashier, I, I was more understanding of that because I really started to train my mind to think differently and understand that everybody has their own situation. And you don't know what struggles people are facing. You don't know what you're going through. But being able to look for those positives made me a happier person overall because I feel surrounded by this positivity and I feel surrounded by all things that are good. And when you start to look for these positives, I just feel like you, you can't avoid it. Right. And so he put perfectly into word what I had been feeling and unable to describe is that internally, it just made me a happier person. Oh, I totally get that. It's, it's, I mean, you're, you are resonating love when you are doing this and mm -hmm. you know, it's that like energy attracts like energy. So the more that you are putting out into the world like that, you're resonating that love energy out into the world, it's going to come back to you, you know, and it just lifts everybody up. And I think that's something is so important in our world today is that we are lifting each other up. And, you know, there's so much of this break each other down and this group versus that, that group. And the more that we can stop doing that and really start to connect with people at a deeper level and respect and admire what's, what's wonderful about every single person because every single person has special gifts. And the more we can do that, we, we lift our whole society. It's not, not even just in on our circles. It's we are, because we're, we're creating a bigger resonating energy that we're putting out into the world. It's really beautiful. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you go out and you speak now and you, um, you are advocating for suicide prevention. Tell us a little bit about your work there. It's something that's still pretty new for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I did do a, besides the TEDx talk, I just recently had the opportunity to go speak at our district's administration retreat. And so they do what they call a lead team retreat where all the school's administrators and some of the people in our district office come together. And so I got to do a talk there also, which was a little bit extended. It was 30 minutes as opposed to my 12 minute TED talk. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's incredible. The reactions that people have, I've never spoken somewhere where people didn't feel encouraged by, mm -hmm. by something that I just did because I felt like it needed to be done. I didn't think that what I did at all would have this impact. I just wanted 
it to make a difference in even one student's life. And if it just made one student feel better about themselves, that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. But going and doing these talks and hearing other people's stories and hearing their experiences and then hearing how they want to take my information and use it in their own way to impact others, it's, it's phenomenal. And it's, it's encouraging for me so that what they don't realize is that they say that I inspire them, but they're inspiring me because now they want to go out and do something similar. And then I'm re-inspired by those stories and their ideas. And it's, it's like we said, a never ending cycle that is just full of positivity and goodness. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, so heartbreaking to see, you know, when you, when you read the stories, you, you see the people impacted by suicide um, and especially at teenager level, it's just so heartbreaking. Um, Mm. It's, by raising this awareness to slow down, take the time, share appreciation for people in our lives, uplift the people in our lives and really, really listen and be there for one another, that that starts to shift the, this, right? Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that there's a shift and we as a district in particular have had a high number of suicides in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been a question of what can we do as individuals? What can we do as schools? What can we do as societies? And in doing these different talks that I've done with different groups of people, I've come into contact with some of the most extraordinary people who are also doing all that they can to make a difference in our same community. And so just last week, I met two different people. One of them was a family and they created this it's called spray the love mm-hmm. and it's a fence. They have a corner lot and they spray painted the word love on their fence and had three days open to the public where people could come and spray paint flowers in and surrounding this, this part of the fence that says love on it. Mm-hmm. And by the end, they had this huge mural that said love all the way across it. And this past summer, they just recently took it down and had the fence moved to DCC, which is one of our local high schools. It's in the same district that I teach in. And they're bringing it to the school as a constant reminder that no matter what happens and no matter what the school has been through with the suicide, because it's been incredibly hard, mm-hmm. that's a reminder that we are one community and we're supporting each other and we're caring about each other. Yeah. And And so having the having the conversations is an important part of it, right? Really being open about it and having loving conversations about it. Right. And so it does. I mean, having that fence there too, that that's starting the conversations and that's keeping people remembering that we we're all in this together. Having those conversations as is important as a community and as a support system. And we do need each other in order to, to be connected and to be able to help everybody. Right. 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 So um, who are your personal heroes and how have they really made a difference in your life? I would say my mom is somebody that I really look up to. She is a administrative assistant at the elementary school that I actually attended. And ever since I was little, I've been able to watch her and her interaction with her students and her interaction with the parents that she comes into contact with every day. And my mom is somebody who, even as a middle schooler, I remember watching her when we would have snow days and my mom would still wake up at the usual time, get a shower, get ready, and would drive up to the school to collect any of the students who were dropped off with parents who didn't know that there was a snow day. And my mom would take them inside and call the parents and wait for the parents to come back 
until she would go home and then she would go on about her day. But I think even little things like that, seeing how she went out of her way to make a difference in those students' lives and to make sure that they knew that they were taken care of, it was never part of her job description. Nobody ever told her she had to do it, but she felt the need to make sure that those kids were taken care of and she didn't want them standing outside in the snow, cold and alone. Right. And so I really look up to her and all that she's done for me and my siblings and my family and the students that she's interacted with and her job as an administrative assistant. And so she's, I would say she's my biggest personal hero. Oh, that's awesome. And it's the legacy that she has left and the impact that she has made carries on in the legacy that you're going to be making in your life. Um, So I think that's really, really cool. So, so many of my listeners love TED Talks and, you know, frankly would love to speak on a TED stage. Can you tell us a little bit about your TED journey? I mean, what was the, yes, I'm going to do this. How did you go about it? Just tell us a little bit about it. It was a little bit different the way I went about doing it. I guess typically there's an application process and there's an interview process and then you come in and you do uh, a speech, you present a speech to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that's kind of where they dwindle down the the applicants and they decide who's going to ultimately move on and do the TEDx talk. And for me, it was kind of crazy. I had never actually thought about doing a TED talk before. And they reached out to me. They had oh, heard about my cool. story. Yeah. And they, they sent me an email and said, hey, we heard about your story. We've got a new TEDx series coming up and it's point of departure. Um, they said, you've obviously got a pretty clear point of departure that moment when you decided you were going to write these cards to all of your students. And they said, would you be interested? And so we set up a couple phone interviews and I, I got in that way. And you so said I yes. Did, <laughs> I, I said yes. I was so excited. Um, I had no idea what it was going to entail. And now looking back, I'm so grateful that I do have summers off because I spent my first couple of weeks of summer vacation actually preparing for that talk. Um, it's an eight week process overall. And we had group coaching sessions where I would drive to Denver and participate in these group coaching sessions. I had an individual speaking coach. And so my speaking coach lived in California and we would have phone calls or FaceTimes at least once a week and just kind of chat about what my outline looks like and how my memorization is going. And then the last couple of weeks leading up to the actual talk, I had copies of my script everywhere. (laughs) They were in my car. They were in my bedroom. I actually taped them to the outside of my shower so that I could practice while I was showering. (laughs) That's awesome. So every single day it was just, okay, practice the talk, practice the talk. Because when you're getting up there in front of over 2000 people, it's really, really nerve wracking. And so it was an incredible experience. And even after my talk at TEDx, People were so kind, so supportive. Uh, the individuals coming up to me saying, can I just give you a hug? Or one guy said, I'm an old fat man and you made me cry and I never cry. <laughs> and he was like, I just think your message was really inspiring. And, and uh, so he, it, it was just really cool to see how different people, again, heard this message and felt inspired by it and wanted to make a difference. But it, it was a journey. It was yeah. very time intensive. It was a lot of hours that I put into it. But when it was done on Saturday, I woke up Sunday morning and I thought I would feel relieved that it was, it was done and I had got on the stage and I, I was 
done presenting, so I didn't have to worry about that anymore. But it, I woke up and I felt kind of empty. Like it, yeah. it it's like you had you so much done all that work, right? Exactly. So tell me two ins- two moments how you felt. Oh, just a single word for each one. So the moment that you walked onto the stage and you know saw the room before you took that first breath, what was the what did what was the energy, the emotion that you felt as you took that you know as you took the stage? To be honest, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. It's a lot of people, and luckily we had a rehearsal the night before, and so I was able to stand on the stage and practice, but when you're actually in front of all of those people, it's, it's scary, and yeah. there's no script. It's that moment where everything you've practiced and everything you've done for the past eight weeks leads up to this one moment, and these people are looking at you, and they want to be inspired by you, and so it was scary. It was really, really scary. And then you delivered your wonderful talk and you, you finished and you, you did your closing sentence and you got all of the people there in the room applauding you, I believe even standing up. Um, yes. Um, how did you feel in that moment? It was really encouraging. Uh, I kept wondering at the very end when the 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 director of TEDx Mile High was going to come up and save me because they told us that we needed to keep facing forward. And as people started standing up, I kept wanting to look over and be like, hey, Jeremy, are you coming out? Like, (laughs) I'm standing on stage still and it's kind of uncomfortable. But it was really, really incredible to see the people stand up and to see that they had been moved by my by my talk and my story. And it just it like I said, it was so rewarding. And looking back, it was a phenomenal experience that I, it's definitely a top five in my entire lifetime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So my final question for you today is what three pearls of wisdom can you leave with our audience today? I think that one would be to get to know people, not just on a surface level, but to actually get to know who people are and what they're passionate about and what their interests are and listen, listen to them and actually care about what they have to say. Mm-hmm. Another one would be be kind to everyone, whether mm-hmm. it's just waving to a stranger on the street or um, telling people what makes them wonderful, people that you might know a little bit more closely and people that you can point out, this is what makes you great and this is what you do well and just being kind overall. And then the third one I would say is that just remembering that small gestures make a big impact. So with my situation, I didn't think that writing the cards was going to be a big impact besides on the students who received the card. And it's been so much more, but I truly do believe that when you do something kind for somebody else, then they want to do something kind for someone else because they know how it feels. And it truly does create this cycle where people are just being kind because they know how it feels and then it continues. And so I think that small gestures do make a bigger impact than people think. Yep. It's that ripple effect. I so believe in that. So believe Uh in that. So where can people learn more about you and your work? Um, I just created a public Facebook page where I'm advocating for, again, suicide prevention and mental health awareness. Mm -hmm. And I believe that if you, it's at Brittany.Darris. And so even if they do a Google search, it should be able to come up, but it's a public Facebook page that they can follow. And that's where I'll be posting updates and any helpful information that I can provide for people who might be struggling with suicidal thoughts or depression. 
and I, I hope to continue using that as a platform to kind of help people and encourage people and inspire others. That's awesome. And we'll put that at the, on the um, website page as well. So we'll have a link there so that people can, can reach out to you there and, and, and follow you, the good work that you're putting out into the world. Well, thank you for everything that you are doing for our world, for what you're doing within your own school and what you're doing now as as you're inspiring so many people around the world to take on and and step up and do their own their own way their own letters that you know whatever that might look like for each person so thank you for all that you're spreading around the world in love and caring and kindness it was great to speak with you Brittany it was great to speak with you too thank you for this opportunity oh you bet bye bye I hope you liked this episode of Extraordinary Women Radio. If you did, please share this podcast with your own special tribe of women and help spread the love, the dreams, and the inspiration. Are you thinking about making the next bold move in your life? I invite you to take the Your Next Bold Move quiz at CammieGilner.com to find out how you can jumpstart a passionate and meaningful next chapter. You may also enjoy my book, Fire Dancer, Your Spiral Journey to a Life of Passion and Purpose, which is available on Amazon. In Fire Dancer, you will become intimately connected to your heart's calling and build the courage and resiliency to ignite your what's next. I'd love to hear from you on any of my social media channels. I'm on both Facebook and Twitter, and the links are available on my website. Till next time, my friend, listen to your heart, follow your dreams, MBU.